Guess what, Nina? What? I upgraded to 100 megabit fiber today. Today? Today, this morning. Whoa, just for our podcast? Not just for our podcast, but I was having some frustration with how slow I was uploading things. My download was okay, but I wanted to upload faster. Wow, you're committed. So were there any topics that you wanted to cover tonight, and then we'll do an intro? Yes, indeed. Uh, I want to talk about some of the responses I got to our first podcast from friends and loved ones. Okay. Uh, how do you want to, do you want to start with your, your now trademark opening? Yeah. Hey, Turfs and Trannies. This is Nina Paley turfing at you from a sleety day in Urbana, Illinois. And I am Corinna, your co-host here on Heterodorks. Right, so I'm going to start by playing a clip, and then to make it sound like a clip, I'm going to play it from my other computer and hope my mic picks it up. Okay. Here is a piece of our first podcast, first and former. I remember that. You don't have room in your feminist praxis for trans people, really. The only way to reconcile that is to kill them all. Right. Yes. In, in, a, in a world where there are only, it's a binary world where either you completely support somebody uh, and subvert your, your own desires and, or subordinate your own desires, and, uh, or else you kill them. Right. So I find that humorous and I can tell we are speaking ironically. However, more than one person, their response to the whole podcast was, oh, you know that's going to be taken out of context. Are you sure you want to say things like that? I'm so happy that the people who are listening now are very worried about the consequences of us using things like sarcasm and satire lest we be hoisted up on a pole by our enemies. I appreciate the concern of certain friends and loved ones, but it also really worries me because to live that way, you cannot have humor. Uh, it's not at all atypical. I've been hearing things like this my whole life from my loved ones. And I know it comes, well, ostensibly it comes from a place of concern, but the effect of it to crush creativity and humor and all that makes life worth living is very present in that. And so it's, it's to me, a soul destroying advice and it, it explains how other people behave and how other people form mob and how we get fascism so easily. Nina, last week, I don't remember if it was kept in our podcast, but we talked about cowardice and courage a little bit. Yes, indeed. Uh, so this is a call to non-courage. I do not get calls to courage from my friends and loved ones. <laughs> I get calls to go in the opposite direction. Maybe that's a reasonable instinct 
when we love people, we don't want to see them get hurt. We, we would tell our friends that want to jump from an airplane, are you sure that you really want to do that? Even if they are doing it with a, a, a certified instructor, right? Hmm. If someone told me they were going to jump from an airplane with a certified instructor, I don't think I would say, do you really want to do that? I mean, I think it would be clear to me that they did want to do that. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, oh, you're just, you know, succumbing to peer pressure, right? All your friends are jumping out of an airplane with a certified instructor. I mean, I, I, it's not the sort of thing I would want to do, and it would make me uncomfortable, but I'm pretty sure by the time someone had signed up to do that, yes, they were pretty sure they wanted to do that. So you would encourage somebody to jump out of an airplane? No, I wouldn't encourage them either. I would just go, okay, like that's, you know, I hear that's what you're going to be doing. If it was a friend or a loved one and it made me anxious, I might tell them that it made me anxious. Uh, and maybe I would have a conversation about it. I mean, I can guess why they would do that. Like if they had any reason for doing it other than that they really wanted to and it made them feel alive, we could talk about it, right? Like if, if in fact it was all their friends were doing it so they felt they had to do it or someone threatened to harm them if they didn't do it or that they were being paid a lot to do it. We could talk about those issues. I mean, since I don't have a friend or loved one who wants to jump out of an airplane with a certified instructor, I'm just talking off the cuff here. Okay. Well, maybe that's a bad example. I, I don't know about you. Actually, I think I do know about you, but I'm not going to presume to speak for you. I use humor as a coping mechanism. So when I'm dealing with a topic that can be painful or has some emotionally difficult components to it, I use humor to deflect and break it down a little bit so that it's easier to think about and deal with. Sure, we can say humor is a coping mechanism, but it's also something we don't so much have a choice about, right? Like it comes to us. Humor is very creative and it doesn't work if it's thought about really hard. Does that make sense? It, it does make sense. And if I sat down and tried to write jokes, I don't think I'd do very well. Yeah, it's, a, it's an approach to life. And it is a reflection of courage, I think. I, I suppose not in all, well, Dick jokes. Maybe, dick jo yeah, well, this, someone's being courageous about dick jokes. There's, there's different areas. I do think about some comedians who can be brilliant on stage and real cowardly jerks in the other areas of their lives. But I do think that when they are actually being funny, they are evidencing some courage. It doesn't mean that their whole character is courageous, but they have that aspect of it that they exploit. The good comedians make themselves somewhat vulnerable. They'll make themselves the butt of a joke, and it's funny. And I think that actually does take some courage to make yourself the butt of a joke in, on a stage full of other people. Absolutely. And I also think that saying ironically to you that if I couldn't include people in my feminist praxis, my only option was to kill them, uh, I think that what does that actually do for us. I mean, it, 
Well, it, acknowledge, it acknowledges the ridiculousness of many accusations and it does it in a somewhat, is that a self-deprecating way? I don't know. I don't even know how to no. classify this. No. What is no. it? What kind of, how would we even, what, what happened when I said that? What was going on? We are mocking people who have only a black and white mentality. So I think that's what was going on is that we are actually mocking the sort of people who think that there's only two ways to think about any topic. But the way that we're mocking them is by pretending to be them. Yes. I, I've been practicing to pretend to be some of these people, Nina. I've been practicing all week. I live in an older house and some of the paint is starting to go. And I can tell that some of these older layers are lead paint. So in, in order to better step into the persona of some of these black and white thinkers, I've been eating the paint. <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing at me. It's a sacrifice for this podcast. Well, when, when do you expect the effects to take hold? So in order to prepare for this podcast, I live in this older house. Wait. <laughs> okay, you prepared that one. Wait. You probably thought about that one all day, if not all week. I did. I've been sitting at my desk, and I have a whole list of knock-knock jokes that aren't going anywhere because it's just the setup. And then I knock, thought... Knock. Exactly. I, have, I didn't make it past that, Nina. Then I saw the paint peeling, and I thought, I can use this. This is found humor. <laughs> so my concise summation of what's going on with humor is that... Laughter, I have heard explained as a primal primate sound that an unfamiliar circumstance is safe. That as a group, we are in an unfamiliar place or have encountered something different. And when one of the monkeys laughs, that is a signal to the others that it's safe and the others laugh too and then the monkeys proceed. So humor is a signal that something is safe that we may have perceived as dangerous. And that is why it is discouraged by those who use fear to control. Well, somebody possibly in that latter category very kindly wrote to us this week, I should say wrote to you because I'm not on social media, wrote to you to give you some feedback about the humor quotient of our show. Do you want to fill me in a little bit on what those comments were about? Do you have the texts at the ready or should I drag them up? Let's, let's pull it up. I don't have it. Yeah, so uh, some senator came by Facebook and by oh. senator... I'm using senator as a slur, which you'll have to listen to the previous episode to understand why. Although, in fact, this person probably would like to be a senator, given their political activities. Oh, yes. This is a multiple time candidate for office, right? I believe so. Although you did the digging on that. I was impressed. I told you, I, I emailed you the message and you just popped up with a bunch of information on them. Nina, this person is, is so well known. I just happen to, to know it because they're so well publicized. They have their own podcast 
with Indeed. many more listeners than we do. So they're, they're just a notable person, person right now. Are you going to read the message that the senator gave us? I would like to, but there's or a lot of it me. because this person is extremely thoughtful and very <laughs> giving of their time and opinions. <laughs> they're like a, a textbook example of many categories we may be discussing. They are. Can I pull out just some of these at random? Because I, I tend to not read things from top to bottom anyway. Sure. You, Nina, are someone who is widely respected in our mutual community of liberal and queer Jews. <laughs> so my question when I saw that was, are you in a community of liberal and queer Jews? In Portland? Of course in I Portland. am. <laughs> of course. Part of the queer Jewish community of Portland. That's me. It, are you lowercase Jew or uppercase Jew? I think I am uppercase Jew, actually. Okay, that, that would explain why you two don't see eye to eye. Our commentator was a lowercase Jew. Yeah, well, you had a theory about how this commentator was expressing, I'm just going to go ahead and say it, himself. Gasp. I did. Did I have a theory? You'll have to remind me. Oh, that they were using some, I mean, they're using some oh, dictation. Oh, social justice. Oh, wait, dictation. No, somebody else must have had that theory. <laughs> okay, that they have a, a social justice processor. They talk, maybe it's a combination. They talk into a microphone and then the social justice processor uh, decapitalizes the word Jew. And well, I, I think even Siri knows that Jew is capitalized. Well, maybe they intentionally decapitalized it because uh, oh, because we have to take a back seat to capitalized identities now. They're anti-Zionist. That's why it's a lowercase j. No, I, that would make a lowercase z for Zionist, which I've done and I've been told to correct to capital Z. <laughs> well, see, I, I think I'm onto something. We should, want... we should decapitalize our names to, to show our humility. I I can't do that, Nina, because that would compare myself to Bell Hooks, who is a famous black feminist. And if I were to lowercase my name, that would be uh, drawing a comparison to her, which I'm not entitled to do. Well, we should capitalize the last letter of our names. So it should all be lowercase except the last letter. Well, that's fine because... I know, I know I have a Jewish last name, I, and I believe you do also. I have an Ashkenazi last name, and as do you, yes. Yours is a variation of Cohen. It is. Which is a variation of Kohen. The, the Jewish priesthood. Exactly. That's right. I'm just someone from the pale. Well, I feel like now that that's established, I can assort, assert a new hierarchy on the show. Indeed, but we have to invert it to show, just as we're going to capitalize the last letters of our <laughs> names, we have to invert the hierarchy to show how good we are. Okay, that, signaling. that makes sense. And I, I apologize for even attempting to 
put forward a, a hierarchy, especially since I have so many dominant privileges. <laughs> yeah, when it comes to hierarchy, this is we can reenact what all 18-year-old anarchists figure out by the time they're 20, hopefully, which is that when you eliminate overt hierarchies, what you get is covert hierarchies. Which are better because we don't talk about them. <laughs> exactly. We're going to make uh, sex better by not naming it too. That's going to get rid of sexism the same way eliminating overt hierarchies gets rid of hierarchies. And I guess we could say that if we don't talk about any racist sort of activities, that gets rid of racism. Yeah, but we're definitely not going towards doing that. We're more, the, the progressive thing to do is to talk about race as much as you can in every situation you can constantly. Well, I, I think at some point we'll have to have a discussion about whether that's progressive or something else. We're getting a little off the point here, but I, I want to come back to that a little bit later if we can. I wanted yeah, to... Should, should we name the senator or just refer to him as the senator? Let's just refer to this person as the senator. I'm, I, I'm going to avoid using pronouns. That's just a, a habit I've developed over time. Okay, but we are using slurs. Oh, yeah. S senator, for sure. And okay. as you recall... The last time we spoke, we were talking about tranny as a slur and turf as a slur. Yes. It didn't strike me that our senator was bothered at all that we used the word turf as part of the title of the last episode, but was very concerned about us using the word tranny. This seems like yes. a double standard. Doesn't it, though? This was pointed out to the senator. Uh, and the senator regarded that as hateful comments, but more about that later. It's a facet of a liberal democracy that when there are words that are considered hurtful to individuals or to communities, that we can think about why, talk about why, and pull these out into the light of investigation so that we can understand what makes them hurtful or even question if they're hurtful or not. And that's what we were participating in is a, an act of, of liberal democracy by, by having that conversation. That's my opinion. Well, but shouldn't we be living in a liberal democracy in order to do that? I mean, that's where we're breaking the rule. We are in a period of flux, right? Because there are some people who have become convinced that the rights that we're exercising right now have been abused in such a way that they cause harm to other people. And therefore, these rights, which I will say always ought to belong to everybody, every person, that these rights should be curtailed so that they don't accidentally cause any more harm or hurt. I'm going to go off on a total tangent here. Go for it. The idea that causing harm is bad and wrong in all cases because everything causes harm, right? Like eating causes harm. What you've eaten has been harmed and the farming practices that produced it, even if you're vegan, have also caused harm. And yet we continue eating. Uh, just about anything that is of interest to somebody is going to offend somebody else. In terms of hurting people's feelings, that is going to happen. Part of living is getting hurt and hurting. 
we do our best <laughs> to not do that gratuitously, but <clears throat> some things will hurt someone. So to have that as a, as a standard of what you can and cannot say or do is a really quite a terrible idea, I think. It's not only a terrible idea, but without a principle involved, then there's no telling what harm can, actual harm can come from it. There was a, a country singer today I saw whose career has been basically dead-ended because he uttered a word that is unutterable. I don't think that we're even going to use it here. What letter does it start with? G. It's uh, the gamer word. Hmm. I don't even know what that word is. I'm so naive. All right, go on. It's it's a word that gamers yell at each other while playing games that uh, starts with what, a different letter. Say it, and then we'll bleep it out. I, you know what? I, I don't I don't want to say it or or even bleep it out. I am actually nervous for my own self because there has become a cult around this word whereby it's an offensive word. Historically, it's been used very to, to, to cause harm and oppression to people. There's absolutely no doubt that the history of this word is has bad history. But right now, I don't feel like I can even say what the word is, even to use it in a context to criticize the word. Because people just turn their brains off and react now. They don't, they don't have a logical or rational analysis of it anymore. It is a purely fanatical response to it. And I don't, I don't want to instigate the fanatics. And I legit don't know what this word is, which is kind of amazing. But... Well, it it's, starts with the letter N. And the gamer word is what is uh, apparently the hip workaround for referring to it now. But it is a it is a word that uh, starts with N and is used to refer to uh, members of a minority race. Oh, that word. Yes, I know what that word is. Yes, you can't say that word, but it doesn't begin with G unless the gamers have respelled it. They have respelled it. That that was the joke. Oh, come on, Boomer. (laughs) Well, I don't even remember where I was. I was just saying. There's there's words you can't use. Oh right, the country the country the country singer. singer. Right. right. So he didn't actually hurt anybody. He had a a poor exercise of judgment to use that word. But because there is this fanaticism about it now, it is a holy word. I a few years ago I had read a book of short stories by the. Uh, Cohen brothers who made movies like The Big Lebowski and Raising Arizona. And it was about them growing up in Minnesota, going to Jewish school. And one of the stories was about a child who wrote the word God on a piece of paper. And that is a no-no. It makes the paper holy and it cannot be destroyed. 
and the teacher had to take the paper and put it in a special box of artifacts of holy things because it had the name of God written on it. And we have elevated that other word to that sort of status of it is a holy word now. Yeah, Not, inverted. It's like where inverted. one is, yeah, it's the same extremes, just the other, uh, the other end of the spectrum. I don't like to hear the word, although some of my neighbors sometimes do play music that feature that word. I don't like to hear it. I don't, I don't want to hear it in conversation. I don't want to encourage anybody to use it in conversation with me, certainly. But the force of having it spoken now is just out of proportion to the harm that it causes by speaking it. it, it that doesn't seem like a, a good feature to promote in a liberal democracy. I agree. I have noticed that some communities, dare I say it, of people who are fed up with woke culture go out of their way to use these words, not because they are uh, racist or bigoted or hateful, but because they have identified the the sacredness of these words and are using them as much as possible to, to mock their sanctity. Like iconoclasts. Yes, exactly. That's iconoclasm, which is why, uh, I mean, I guess that's why I wanted to call our podcast turf versus tranny. And then when you suggested that that would, we could also call it gay and retarded. I actually liked that even more. Right. And the reason that we didn't call it gay and retarded is that that labeled me, but it didn't leave anything for you. Oh, is that why? I don't remember. I'm happy to identify as either or both, and so were you. No, the reason we didn't use either one is that they would have been banned just from the title alone. They would have been banned from the distribution platforms that people listen to podcasts on. You're right. Have you followed, I'm, I'm going to just divert for a second, but I, I promise it connects. Do you, did you follow the news this past week about the GameStop stock? Yes, the stonk. The, the stonk. On Reddit, where they were banding together to create a, a brotherhood to buy all the stock up, the word that they were using to encourage each other is retard. And they were saying things like, one retard alone will go bust. But if we're all retarded together, we'll go to the moon. <laughs> and there was something about their culture where the word retard, where they were calling each other that, was no longer um, prohibited. Somehow, somehow they gained ownership of it to call each other that. Yeah, I thought that retard was too uh, too moderate a word to go on the libtard blacklist of words. And I actually ended a relationship, or a man ended a relationship with me, ostensibly because of that word. 
really, it ended because its time was done. It had run its course. But the argument that he made was that uh, if anybody, if I used that word, which he used far more often than I did, if people found out that he used that word, uh, libtard or retard, that he would lose his friends and he had already made his friendship so tenuous by associating with me, the village turf. Turf is a slur. <laughs> yeah. Right. But that... anyway, he was losing, he was losing, for, I mean, he felt his, his other relationships were in danger merely by associating with me. And because uh, of the word retarded? No, because I was the village turf, clearly. Right. Uh, but he, he used the word and continues to use the words retard and libtard like all the time. In fact, I, I kind of picked them up from him. Like I didn't use them as much <laughs> before, before being with this man, but he uses them all the time. And I was going to do, I was contemplating doing comics about my life. And that would include the boyfriend that said libtard all the time or, or no, no, the, no, that wasn't right. The comic was going to be was me using the word libtard and the boyfriend popping out of nowhere, the not identified boyfriend popping out of nowhere saying, you can't use that word. You can't use that word. This is one of the friends and loved ones that has as the primary concern uh, using ironic humor about, you know, from that clip that I just played, right? Like this is the ongoing thing uh, where you're, not supposed to let people know that you use these words. So he used them all the time in private with me. But the very idea that anyone would know that I or he were using these words, even if he wasn't identified, uh, that was ostensibly the, the reason for breaking up, which it wasn't the real reason. I understand it wasn't the real reason. I'm going to guess, Nina, that he wasn't afraid that he was going to be labeled a hypocrite for using that word. That being called a hypocrite was the last thing on his mind. That he was more afraid of being reclassified into the category of iconoclast or, or social derelict that doesn't honor or, or see the holiness of that word. Yes. And he had watched me go through hell for saying that women don't have penises. I mean, he watched me, he watched like his community, our community, right? Because we're, we're both of the tribe of Libtard and we were in the Libtard community. <laughs> okay. Well, just just quick clarification for the senator. You're in the libtard community and not in the community of Jews and queers. Well, those are also in the libtard community. But really, you know, the whole identity, lo locating myself in a community is kind of difficult. Like when I say I am of the tribe of libtard, what I'm trying to convey is that I had been part of these communities, which I use synonymously with cults and thinking the same way and policing the same words and joining the same mobs. 
until that changed over the last 10 years. I mean, I wasn't the most zealous lived hard, but I certainly was one. And what I mean by libtard, uh, tard, of course, comes from the word retard, which is the forbidden word. Retarded means delayed, which was made very clear to me when I took a flight to Quebec City, <clears throat> which is a French-speaking area, Quebec, and when my plane was delayed, my connecting plane, instead of delayed, the, the board that listed the flights said en retard. So there was the word retard right there on the plane board. And I was reminded like, oh yeah, it's delayed. And it's a word, it's just a French word. And somehow we're permitted to use the word idiot, stupid. Uh, well, just the words idiot and stupid enough uh, I mean, we, we need a word for people who don't, don't think so good. <laughs> don't... For, for people whose airplane isn't taking off quite yet. <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, I, to make a point, I'll say delayed now instead of retarded. It's like, oh, that, that sounds really developmentally delayed. Uh, retarded was brought into use as a word because whatever word preceded it also became forbidden because you're just not allowed to, to talk about things like this, but some people are stupid. Well, because it could hurt somebody. Right. Right. It could hurt somebody. And something else that hurts people is saying that women don't have penises. I, I think our senator made that point. <laughs> yes. Our senator is very hurt by these things. And, you know, certainly I, I agree that tranny is a slur. And to be honest, I would never call the senator a tranny, right? Like I, I use the word tranny at this point to discuss the word, to discuss slurs, and also in our little group uh, to to signal in-grouping, right? Like the fact that you and I can discuss the word tranny indicates that we are friends, we are close, and we don't fly off the handle when we use these words. Likewise with the word turf. It's like laughing. It shows that we're safe around each other. Tur turf is a primal sound. <laughs> and tranny also, as I said before, that that was used by my transsexual friends in San Francisco also to, to show in-groupness. And I was welcome in that in-group, right? But the senator, the, the direct messaging senator on Facebook, I would never call him tranny because I know that uh, first he started off with an adversarial position and I'm not an in-group with him. That makes perfect sense. I used to live with a gay man who would have his friends over sometimes. And when they were getting to joking with each other and kind of laughing and cackling, they would sometimes call each other faggot. Sure. Which I, I don't think we're bleeping that. Indeed. Uh, but see, that means that you and I are, are, are somewhat safe because I, I wasn't even sure if I could say that or not. 
Well, you know, I think people should bleep out their own. <laughs> like if they hear this and there's a word they don't like, they can they can bleep it out in their own head. I mean, I, uh, how does this even work? I don't even know how this works. I'm trying to think of words that like deeply, deeply offend me. There are even some words that I know should offend me more than they do, like bitch and cunt. Again, it, the context in which they're used. It's like if somebody uses those words in a really aggressive and non-ironic way and an, an outgroup way, then I, I could certainly hold those up as evidence of their misogyny. But it's really the use of the words more than the words themselves that does that. I mean, I, I knew this funny blogger who would, female blogger, and she would refer to people as bitches. And I just thought it was hilarious, right? So when I made this art quilt called Air, which you can still find on my blog, ninapaley.com, I think I titled the blog post, This is Art Bitches. Because I thought that was funny. As I, mean, I made this great piece of art, I'm like, oh, this is so art, this is real art, museum quality art, this is art bitches. And that offends some people, right? Like I, so did, I was I was discouraged from using that word. Did, did you actually get f feedback that you shouldn't have put that word in your blog post? I believe I did, yes. Wow. As you know, I have abandoned social media, and maybe we'll talk about that in the future. I didn't see if we got any other feedback from the episode. Was was there any other suggestions or, or helpful points of view to help us improve on our future episodes? Yes, indeed. A friend of mine emailed me, a friend from social media, although the social media I'm connected to him with is the Fediverse. I connected him via Neenster.org. And he sent some excellent feedback of very thoughtful things, none of which involved uh, calls to cowardice. Well, I'm going to speak for both of us, Nina, and say whatever sort of feedback that you want to get us, whether it's positive or negative or whether you just want to rant, well, actually, uh, that latter category, you can, you can email me. Uh, Nina's received enough of those. But we're interested to develop and grow. So any comments that you want to give us, we will take a look at them together and maybe talk about them on the next episode. What's your email, Corinna? My email address is <coughs> Did you get that? 